Hello everyone, my name is Sheila Wright and this is Tech Break. In this episode, we will be talking to the team that created the Combat Veterans course that is through the School of Social Work. First, we'll be talking to the instructors Tina Blaschke Thompson and Glenn Stutsky. It is an immersive online course that prepares future social workers to be able to interact with veterans in a more informed manner. Let's give them a listen. My name is Tina Blaschke Thompson, and I, I guess I'm the lead instructor for the combat veterans class, um, although really it was um, very much a team effort. Um, I've been with the School of Social Work for over 10 years now. I'm a graduate of the MSW program and stayed on faculty after I graduated. So my, my primary job is, is working in our distance education programs um, for the, the master's level program and then teaching a variety of courses for the school. My name is Glenn Stutsky. Uh, my official title at the School of Social Work is Senior Clinical Instructor. And like Tina, I teach a number of courses at the School of Social Work. I also work with her in the statewide blended and weekend program. And I was a part of the team that she was referring to for this course on social workers working with combat veterans. Tina is too modest. She is the mm-hmm. lead instructor, uh, the instructor of record, but we very much so had a team approach to this. And in some regards, too, there wasn't a instructor in the sense of lectures every week, and that's some of what we'll probably share with you about this course. I remember sitting in the Kellogg Center waiting for students to arrive for one of the programs that we work in. and. Um, Glenn and I were just talking, I don't know if it was current events or, or what it really was about, um, but the, the conversation was, why doesn't the School of Social Work offer a military course? Why aren't we doing more as, as a department to train social workers on how to work with service members, veterans, and their families? Um, so this, this goes back quite a ways. I would, um, one thing I would add to that, Tina, is, is right. We talked way back then, and one of the classes I teach is a uh, undergraduate introduction to social work. And with the wars that we had been engaged in, uh, even back quite some time ago, I started asking students, how many of you know someone who has been sent to one of these countries and had has fought? And at first, there'd only be like a sprinkling of people but every year it was growing more and more. And then I started having veterans who had served and been honorably discharged showing up in the class and saying that, you know, they wanted to come into the profession of social work specifically that they could help. And, and to add, add to that, we'll keep adding off of each other's comments, um, Glenn and I have been working together for, for my entire time here, so for over 10 years now. And part of working together for so long is that um, inevitably we get to know more about each other mm-hmm. in our personal lives. Um, so Glenn, in many ways, has become um, a very dear, dear friend. Um, so the, the personal component that Glenn's very aware of is that my husband's a combat veteran. Um, and, and Kevin, my husband, he really does serve as our inspiration for this class. And, you know, as Tina said, 
quite a long time ago, we started talking about the need for the School of Social Work, you know, to address this issue uh, in the classroom and in the training of, of social workers. But it was really her coming into a relationship with someone who had served and then actually, you know, marrying them and seeing these things firsthand. So this was no longer a statistic. Mm -hmm. It was a person. It was, you know, Kevin. And one of the main goals of our, you know, of doing all of this is that we want other social workers to get to that same place that when a veteran walks through the door of the agency and sits down with them, you know, in those initial moments of connecting in that, 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 they're, that they're prepared. They're prepared to listen. Mm -hmm. They're prepared to see. They're prepared to be with them, you know, where, with where they have been. Next, we'll be talking to the designers in the team, Kisa B. Johnson and Emily Brozovic. Both work with MSUIT and will be able to give a perspective from the designer's point of view and talk about the ideas for the course. My name is Kisa B. Johnson and I'm a designer. I work um, at MSU IT Services Academic Technologies. I'm Emily Brozovic. I'm also um, in MSU IT, as Kisa mentioned, in the hub. And I am one of the designers on the team and I consider myself a, a lifelong learner. I'm always learning, I'm always creating, producing, designing. Tina originally approached me for this course about a year ago now. And I think for me, what I, what I consider kind of the defining moment around doing something really different in this case was she said, I do not want to do a regular academic course. And she didn't know what that meant or what that would look like. Um, but as a designer, that's like the greatest thing anyone can ever say to you in academia because it means... No holds bar. You can be creative. You can go out there. You can experiment. I came on board a little bit later. Um, Emily had approached me and was like, we're missing something. And I'm like, okay, let, let me see. Let, let me see if I can uh, figure that out. And so when we got there, we all sort of clicked. Um, I'm a very creative person. And one of my gifts, um, uh, creative tools, is empathy. Um, being very empathetic about a lot of situations, which that could be a good thing or a bad thing, because <laughs> um, a lot of things are, I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive to a lot of things, and many people look at that as um, uh, like a feeling that you're lacking something, being vulnerable, because mm -hmm. I'm pretty vulnerable, which is, which is fine. That means I'm open. And so we needed some of that within the course, and I kind of fit within the flow of where they wanted to go, and so we formed our team. Now let's hear more of the reasoning why we need this course, to help people understand veterans more. That way, the social workers can handle what the veterans say or do, no matter how gory the details are. And also, why the team knew this class needed to be an online course. One thing that a lot of, a lot of people don't realize in terms of the barriers to treatment is that um, our service members, and then once they leave the military and are, are deemed veterans, mm -hmm. they've been trained, um, for many of them since they were 18, 19 years old, to protect and serve. Protect and serve, that is your duty, that is your mission. 
So when they're at the other end of, of combat and they're experiencing hardships, challenges, mental health issues, if they feel that in some way they're harming the person that they go to for help, they're going to shut down. They're not going to come back. Mm-hmm. So part of our work in this class, for lack of a better word, um, Glenn and I really didn't like this word, but we don't really know how else to capture it. But part of what we're trying to do is desensitize the social work students. We shared some really difficult content with the students in the class. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were sure to post warnings. This is not required viewing, but we encourage you to take that leap. Those images are the images that, that keep them up at night, um, that, that come up through flashbacks and nightmares. And um, to be able to expose our students to that imagery in an environment that, that is safe and allows them to process what they're seeing and what they're feeling is really important um, because then once they graduate and they're sitting across the table from a veteran who's sharing their war stories, they aren't expressing um, nonverbal behavior that, mm-hmm. that shows shock or disgust or, or um, some kind of judgment. Um, so that was our purpose in terms of, of really pushing the boundaries of, of the content that we had students explore. I knew I wanted it to be fully online um, from the very beginning. Um, in part because the work that Glenn and I do is with students that are in a primarily online program. So we have students in our MSW program who live all over the state of Michigan, Um, some even so far west in the UP that they're in a different time zone. So knowing that we wanted this course to be accessible to any of our students, regardless of where they lived, um, to not put parameters around it where only a certain segment of our student population could sign up for it. So being fully online, that was a requirement. It wasn't even a question mm. about whether we put it online or not. Um, but honestly, I don't think this class would have had the impact it did if it was a traditional face-to-face class. Yeah, um, I, w- I would really agree with that. While there's strength and weaknesses for both you know, face-to-face and online, Tina's right because we were able to use the online environment in ways we wouldn't have been able to do in a face-to-face you know, cla- uh, classroom. And we saw, for instance, we saw that even using the learning management system, you know, here we're using D2L, not just putting up text there and mm-hmm. articles and stuff, but we used, uh, you know, the, the interface itself to become part of the dynamic living or learning environment that we were trying to create. Uh, that was something that, you know, Emily especially was involved in and, and also Kisa. Mm-hmm. So we wanted them to, you know, uh, we wanted to design the class around even times that would be chaotic, unpredictable, uh, not to be difficult, but mm-hmm. to mimic some of the things that happen. War doesn't happen between 1020 and 1140 Tuesdays and Thursdays. Right. <laughs> you know, it is 24 hours a day. Next, we'll go more into detail about the initial production portion with Emily and Kisa, how they had to prepare for shooting the interviews and start designing the course. I needed a little bit of prep from Tina at first, you know, to, to really get a sense of 
what is it you're trying to capture you know so asking a lot of questions from her up front like before we even got to that shoot about what is it you're hoping to get out of this what you know help me understand because she you know being married to a veteran she knows some things to look for being a social worker she knows things to look for so i picked her brain a lot to kind of get a sense of what i should be looking for um and then as far as you know going in their home and and meeting them it was it was a big production process you know it was a lot of time um we even traveled um, we did a day shoot for a veteran that is not in this area, um, and it was, it was very, I don't know if this is the right word, but I want to say humbling, because in each and every shoot, you know, to some degree, as the person behind the camera, it's business as usual, but each and every one of those stories went to a deep, dark place at one point. It got very emotional. The 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 veterans got emotional and those were moments where as you're filming and you're listening to it it's like holy cow this is this is real this isn't just some abstract theory or or something else that we're just talking about i'm actually watching someone expose themselves and do this and and it hits you emotionally i was the witness to actually having to look at the videos afterwards and um, this whole course is really about um, uh, exploring. Um, also, uh, we're engaging in very sophisticated levels of play. We're trying to figure things out. And we couldn't do that without understanding the veteran's story. And so to me, it took me a whole different place too. Even though I wasn't there with Emily um, and Tina shooting, me being there and I'm asking these questions, we'll get together as, as a group, as a team, and we'll work through these situations. Before we start putting the students in it, we needed to work through it ourselves. We had to come, we had to go through like some self-actualization ourselves in order to create the environment to put the students in. We had frameworks that we were working with. We knew what we wanted. We had a vision, but we were building it out as the course was going along and we learned we learned quite a bit about not only how to develop and to design um, using um, different perspectives but we learned a lot about ourselves and we learned a lot from the students um, as well because it's it's like what we're doing there's stories within stories you know being um, being human beings on this earth and we felt like the narratives from the uh, the veterans videos, um, then the student narratives, and then there was narratives within the veterans stories that came out as well. That we created this cyclical cycle, the cyclical cycle, the circle-like cycle mm -hmm. <laughs> of really what life really is about. And I feel like they were it was tangible for the students because none of them want to go to war none of them probably would go there. Some of them have been, maybe very few, um, but they were able to see within a certain time frame and experience something similar to war. And now they, they've come out with a better understanding and a better appreciation um, of that veteran population because of that. And that's what we were trying to attain as close as possible working with the veterans. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to note too that it, it wasn't just about the videos, you know, yes, the, the course centers around veteran stories, but 
you know, when we're talking about designing courses a lot, a lot of times people get hung up on the technology or making the video or, or things like that. And that was not the essence of this. Um, the design approach, kind of piggybacking off Kisa's comment about a framework, you know, we, we did figure out that it made sense to go through the entire deployment cycle for students so that they get the full picture from the time someone is recruited to, you know, boot camp, going to war, coming home, all of these things. So they, they get the full nine yards of, you know, this, this, the story of these veterans. So that was a team that curated the Social Work 491 Combat Veterans course. It's available during the fall semester at MSU, even though I got to tell you it's already full. But what do you expect from a course that won the AT&T Faculty Staff Instructional Technology Award after only being active for one semester? This course is personable and a true learning experience. This team put so much thought, compassion, research, empathy, and all in all, themselves into this course. They made sure that taking this course will make a positive difference for future social workers and the veterans they'll be working with. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to hear more, I have some good news for you. The full conversation with Glenn and Tina will be available on our Mediaspace channel. And make sure you keep a lookout for the next couple of months to hear from the students and veterans who were involved in this course. Thank you for listening, everyone. My name is Sheila Wright, and this is the end of today's podcast with Tech Break.